Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline Podcast. Today we're presenting episode 114 of the Adam and Corolla era from Wednesday, March 6th, 1996. There's no guest on this episode, just Adam and Drew and the love between the two hosts, or the dynamic duo as Drew puts it tonight. We got some more early bogus collars, uh, with the gun sound effect being used. More use of the boiled peyote buttons drop, uh, hinting towards the eventual Dr. Drew Boogie and the Dr. Drew Shuffle. The clip compilations set over existing song that Enger Mike will eventually edit together and play very frequently. One of the earliest mentions, if not the first, of Adam's hyperhidrosis and Drew's attempt to cure it with Xerac. May very well be the origin of Adam sharing his theory on showing your son your penis. So when they grow up, they spread the legend of their father's huge dong. The theory he's presented in his books, along with on the current day Adam Carolla Show podcast. And the boys even have producer Anger on mic to challenge a male caller towards the end of the show. All in all, another great Love Between the Two Hosts episode. And as per usual, it's recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice is going to be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Modern Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo, get it on. This episode of Classic Love Line is brought to you in part by Audible.com. Loveline is meant for an adult audience. Loveline may convey sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Now, here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carrara. Well, all right, I feel like hell. <laughs> but this music's going to get me right out of it. <clears throat> I'm still hacking up stuff, Drew. It's been four days now. You're better. No, I'm not. No, yes, you are. I hear it. Yeah, you're better. Don't try that psychological crap on me, Doc. I feel like hell. All right. Sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Should have brought in some drugs. Let me give the phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, 1-800-568-3191. The fax number 310-854-4455. And uh, before we go to the phones, I took some of that uh, Theraflu oh, yeah. last night. Did you wake up? Well, that was the problem. I couldn't go to bed. Oh, oh, it got you. I didn't take the nighttime oh, stuff. Oh, I really have to read packages. <laughs> I, I could have just down some. It could have just been like cream of wheat I mixed up in a hot mug. I don't know. But the point is, is whatever it is I drank, I, yeah. it came out of the Theraflu box. And I was tired for about 10 minutes, and then I was bouncing off the walls the entire night. Yeah, yeah. It was like 4 in the morning. Yeah. And I was making a lanyard out of my the draw on my house coat. And I was watching Farm Report, and I was getting all pissed off and irritable about, you know, the the crops. And it was really, I was really getting weird. And I was having weird thoughts, too. Like, well, more than usual? Yes. Like what? Well, usually, this was, these were thoughts of, like, kill. Usually the voice in my head says, masturbate. But this time it said, kill. Kill who? I masturbate anyway, but... It just kill. All right. It was weird. I felt like all speedy. Does that stuff have speed in it? it it's there. There's these alpha stimulants that that dry your nose up and stuff, and they can really make you speedy. Yeah. People actually abuse that. I I met my second case the other day of somebody using 100 Sudafed per 60. Excuse me, Sudafed per day. Really. Imagine that. Yeah. I mean, because that. I mean, you would be bouncing off the walls, oh, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Many people do bounce off the walls. <sighs> all right. 
Enough about me and my problems because we're getting to the phones. And we'll do some email later, too. This is Loveline. All right. We got emails. No distractions tonight. Just me and Drew, the dynamic duo. All right. Tomorrow night we have Filter coming in. But tonight it's just me and Drew, and let's just go to line one. Neil. Yeah, hi. Hey, you're on Loveline. Yeah, I got a couple of questions for Dr. Drool. Drool. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. One, (laughs) um, um, I've, like, uh, never gotten morning wood and wondering if there's anything wrong going on. Uh, you've never had an erection when you've been sleeping at all? Well, I mean, I'm... Or just I, never I, just I, never awakened with it in the morning? I've never make awakened with one in the morning. That's not a big deal. Uh, you, you will have some erection during the night, and that's what's normal. Yeah, and I've never, like, had, like, a wet dream or anything either. But You're still pretty young, so... Yeah, well... Uh, do you service yourself on a regular basis, Neil? Uh, between two and three times a day. Okay. I, You know, yeah. by the way, that falls under the heading of a regular basis. Yeah. It's... it's you're almost obsessing on yourself at that point. But the deal is this. Here's what the wet dream. Here's why God invented the wet dream. Tell you that you got to, you know. It's time. Yeah, it's time to get started. It's time to fall that long and winding road. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So meaning if you got into an accident, you burnt both hands severely. I'm guessing after a couple of weeks, you would have a nocturnal emission. Yeah. In other words, a wet dream. Probably a little longer than that. But but if if you're going nuts on yourself every night before you hit the sack, then there's no reason. You got nothing right. in the, you, you know, you got nothing in yeah. the tank. Right. Yeah. All right? You got another yeah. question? And I got another question. Yeah. Um, how does one go about getting elephantitis? It's actually elephantiasis. Oh, sorry, tiasis. And, and why would you want that? Oh, I, I don't. I was just... Uh, I saw some kind of documentary on it with this dude with like beach ball sized nuts. Right, they carry around in wheelbarrows and stuff. Yeah, right? and like they, 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 it is not a pleasurable experience. I mean, well, it, 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 these are worms that get into the lymphatics and obstruct the lymphatics, and you can't predict where they're going to settle. They usually settle somewhere in the pelvic area, and they can make your people these giant fat legs. You know, right, yeah, I've seen it. And uh, I think it's Rutraria bancrofti for. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I was just thinking about this today. Like, how would someone go about, like, you know, getting on with a chick like that with, like, like these beach ball-sized nuts yeah. on side, you know? Yeah, things don't work that well when yeah. there's that kind of problem. <laughs> Neil. Yeah. Neil. Yeah. Isn't there anything on television? Well, yeah. But, um, Aren't there any problems in the world that you're concerned with other than some guy in some remote part of the world with his nuts in a wheelbarrow? Well, the damn Republicans, you know, should be all shot, but besides the point. Well, where did that come from? <laughs> well, any other problems in the world, you're asking me, you know, I'm just telling you. All right, Neil. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. Um, is it, do I have enough time to, like, ask you a problem I have? That, <sighs> I don't know. I'm taking up your time, but yeah, I have enough. To, uh, Real fast, Neil. All right. Well, um, I have these two really good friends of mine, all right, and I hang out with them a lot. Well, I used to. And then one night, uh, one of them was spending night at my house, and her name's Jackie, and um, me and her snuck out, and we picked up a friend, Paul. And then, you know, we went to, like, Dunkin' Donuts and, like, you know, got donuts and coffee and whatever, and it came back to my house, all right? And, um, and like, as soon as we got in the window, like, th- them two started, like, you know, going out of my bed. I'm like, you know, hey, you two, get off the damn bed, you know? And, and, um... All right. Ten, nine, <laughs> eight, seven, six. Way too convoluted for That's this hour. And very compelling. We got to warm up a little bit. You know what I mean? We have to sort of build into calls like this. Mm. This guy was mm. going from uh, elephantitis or elephant what? Tiasis. Tiasis. Now, you get it from worms? 
If I remember right, they're worms that, that actually penetrate the feet and go up in the lymphatics and settle in the pelvis. It's from stepping in feces, isn't it? Uh, I, I don't remember. You know, it's not a common illness in this country. Right, because people wear shoes in this right? country. Right. We have things called sneakers. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But it has nothing to do with the elephant. Correct. Elephant is sort of what the limb looks like after the lymphatics get clogged up. Misty? Hello? You're on Loveline. Hi. Hi. Is Adam? Yes. Hi, Adam. i got a um, problem here. For me? Well, yeah. Wow. Since you're so obsessed with penises and masturbation. <laughs> no. Where did you ever pick that up, Misty? Yeah. It's amazing. You're just very insightful. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend and I, okay, we've been seeing each other for about two years. Hmm. And um, it's really a crazy relationship. We the love's there, but it's just craziness. It's um, a lot of anger, insecurities, jealousies. You know. Great. I, I like the way you summed it up. We, we got the message. All right. right. Everyone's cha- nuts. Go ahead. Chaotic. Crazy. Okay. And this last time, um, we were living living together. We made it seven months together, and then whammo, um, kind of a violent situation. He he's never put his hands on me before, but he finally did. And um, I left and took everything. But after about a month or, you know, three to four weeks, it's like we can't stay away from each other. We've been to therapy, but we, we were talking about getting into it again. you think there's any relation, hope for this relationship or what? what do you, did he hit you? Yeah. Did he? He's right, did... he's right here next to me, as a matter of fact, because I came over tonight. We were talking. Yeah, did he hurt you? I mean, did he close his fist and slug you, or did you know, or did he push you? Well, he kind of pushed me around, and um, yeah, he hit me on the side of the face. Yeah. He threw me on the bed, and my and from him throwing me onto the bed, I fell off the bed and hit the side of the table. Yeah, I'm guessing he's going to do that again. You're y- y- yeah, you know why? Here's my theory on this. I think either you can do it or you can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, and I'm not just doing this so, you know, I come off sounding like uh, Prince Charles because Lord Lord knows I, I talk myself into enough holes here. But I can't hit a woman. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Just can't. And but I don't you, think you, you can you, either, but Drew. You, you, but you know you'd really hurt hurt her. I mean, you, you're a... Yeah, I know. But I'd, well, if I hit, I'd go down to the midsection. <laughs> I wouldn't hit a woman. I can't do it. But there are some guys who can. And yeah. I think if you can't, you can't, right. and there's no exceptions, and I think if you can, it's a barrier. It's you a, will it's, do it's it again. A, it's a just like any other threshold or barrier. I mean, some people don't cross into certain areas. Right. Well, so what's your question? Okay, well, in the past, too, I've also, um, oh, this was a crazy thing. Um, my daughter had come over, spent the weekend with us, and she left phone numbers laying around of her friends, and I, when he she left to go home, I accused him of um, be, them being his numbers and women and I all right know. so you're both you're both a little on the nutty side right and i slapped okay him in the face and left that time all right and now you know why you were attracted to each other initially because <laughs> you both spoke to your own nutty side right all right so living together is probably not the greatest idea sane people living together makes makes them nutty yeah right. our, our craziness really comes out in our relationships oh. with other human beings that that is when we found out about our pathology well we've both been abused as children right i i you didn't even have to tell us that we, we got the picture on that i i really think that a perhaps a more fruitful way to proceed if you guys really are going to try to s- s- find a way to work this out which is not going to be easy uh would be for at least one of you preferably both of you 
to get a long-standing individual therapy situation going. That's right. really not about the couples thing. It's so much as about the individual work needs to be done. And um, work on yourselves individually, and maybe there will not be so much chaos right into the relationships then. All right? All right, Misty. Okay. All right. And, and get some headgear. And a oh, mouth guard. Yeah, and a mouth guard. Alicia and Danielle. Yes. <clears throat> you're on Loveline. Hello. Hey. <laughs> okay. Hi. How are you guys doing? All right. Are you, you got, we're on, like, on the other side of the United States here. We like that. Huh? That's interesting. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, our problem is that we're both 22. We um, find guys that are, you know, pretty much our age. We find that they're immature, but we don't care. Are you and, in college? I'm sorry? Are you in college or something? No. You're working? Uh, we both work, right. What kind of job do you have? Um, well, I was an admitting officer. I moved into New York, so I quit that. And uh, a, a what? I'm sorry? You were an admitting officer? Uh-huh. Wh- what's that? I uh, smiled a lot. I sat at the front desk and smiled a lot. Oh, you're a receptionist? <laughs> kind of, sort of, yeah. Fluff girl? Yeah. Sure. Answer the phones? Yeah, thank Okay. You. And your friend? I, um, I basically do the same thing for a forensic psychiatrist. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And what's the deal? The deal is... We're two fairly attractive women with brains on our shoulders that have like a, like a like a life, and the guys that we meet, like the last guy I dated, he ran into a friend of mine, and he said to, he said to this guy Tom, he said, "Well, Tom, what happened to Alicia?" He goes, "Well, she was such an awesome girl. I didn't want to hurt her. I didn't want to dick her over." I'm like, "Well, what's the problem here? What's my problem? Why am I still single?" Right. For now, a year and a half. And both of us are single. I've been single for about a year now. All right. You want to know what the curse is? Yeah. Well, you guys spend too much time sitting home talking on the phone. That's that's number one. No, that's not true. We're, like, never home. We just happen to hear you guys. We're like, oh, they're pretty cool. You need to go out with guys, I would say, that are a little older. I think guys that are 22, 23, they're still sort of looking at, they, they want to sow their oats. You know what I mean? They're looking for for little sexual conquests. Well, that's fine. I mean, I'm you know I sowed my own oats per se, but um, the thing is, is that like for instance, I went out with a guy who was 27, and what did I get in return? Well, he was engaged. I mean, I got him back. Don't you know? Don't um think I didn't. But um, it's like, am I ever going to find someone who isn't involved or who won't lie to me or cheat on me or you know what I mean? Yes, of course you will. I want, I want him, like, now. I need somebody who I can, like, hug and watch TV with and, you know. And, I, can't, I mean, I could do that with Alicia, but that's kind of funny, and we aren't into that. You, listen, you, you, want a, you want a boyfriend or a panda bear? Listen. I, I want to talk, too, you know. Listen, you, get, you will get what you deserve. Yeah. I mean, you'll get what you seek. Believe me. And the more patient you are and the more care you cho- you put into your choices the more satisfied you're going to be. But, I mean, people go out and they buy cars and spend months or even years investigating that before they do it. Be, people get so desperate for a relationship, they, they jump into the first person they feel reasonably connected with. Yeah, you got to kick the tires. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, I got, I got, a, I got another uh, brief but, scenario for you. Uh, we don't have time for, for even brief scenarios. Listen, whatever you have in life, this is my overall message. Okay. 
whatever you have, whether it's the job you have, whether it's the relationship you have, whether it's the relationship you have with your boss or your parents, whether it's your living situation, ultimately it is you that put yourself in that situation. Now, there's all sorts of uh, extenuating circumstances. Oh, you don't know, my parents kicked me out, or you don't know, my I got fired, or you don't know, my boyfriend's a lunatic. But the point is, is whatever you have, it is you that got you there. And if you look in the mirror, there's your answer. There are guys out there. There are good guys. There are guys who will not cheat on you. There are guys who will treat you like the queens you two claim to be. You, but you're not interested in those guys. Maybe, you maybe you want the guys with the boots and the leather jacket and the, you know, pomade and the hair. I know what you guys are looking for. Reeking of a brute and lavorous. Strutting around like uh, peacocks. You go find yourself a nice nerd, and he will cuddle with you all night long and treat you like a queen and never leave you. True. All right? All right. You know, there's guys that have liked you, and you weren't interested, were you? Mm. Yeah, there's some guys at work. The nerdy one. Well, the nerdy Nathan. one. Nathan. Nathan. that attraction. Nathan in, in the little funky cubicle. He digs you, but yeah, you don't no. dig him. Yes. Close your eyes for so long, okay? <laughs> Believe me, these guys all are, are wild in the sack and have tremendous penises as well. No, this is something I've, I've worked out. This is one of those Darwin things I've worked out. The jerkier the guy, I mean, the geekier the guy, the bigger the penis. It's true because, because he needed that to carry on the bloodline. I this see. is a Darwin thing. It's a thinning of the herd I thing. I see. If they weren't, if they, somebody that geeky otherwise would not have survived. Geekiest friend I know. Guy's name is Zeb. Huge penis. This guy's red hair. He's, he's white as a ghost. He's six two. He looks like Ichabod Crane. Huge penis. This guy. That's what God gives guys with red hair. You got to remember. See what I'm saying, Drew? I, I, yeah, I'm always here saying, but, but. Yes, you know. And you're just taking it as an insult because no. you got it all together, which means you have a small penis. No, I'm just saying that that that. It, it, symbolically, even what you're saying is more important than the specific anatomy that you're referring to. That is to say, the people that may be, let's say, your initial impression may be somewhat less than great, right? May have great attributes that, if you give them a chance and explore, you'll find them to be quite right. Radical. Don't trust anyone you're bowled yeah, over if, with if initially. A, if you're a male, that that is can only mean a giant penis, I guess. That's the right. only way you can interpret that. Sure. But if you're a female, it might mean this is a person with a quality view of life and intelligence and uh, Don't warm, just look and, at the paper. Uh, Go ahead and pull it off and open the box and see what's in there. Brian. Hi. How you guys doing? Hi. You're on Loveline. Hi. Um, I got a problem that happened to me on Valentine's Day. Um, this girl I know, her uh, boyfriend recently told her that he wanted to have a space. And she... Is it normally the woman that says that or the guy? Yeah, no, usually... The guy wants to date. The guy yeah, wants to date other people. The she, women want time to think. Right. They just need their right. space. She, she came up to me and asked me what that means. I said, usually that means he's already seeing somebody else. Right. And she took that all hard, and but eventually, I mean, they, they two got back together. Brian, please tell me you didn't pick that up from what Adam was saying. No. Okay, thank you. No. Oh, God um, forbid someone should take some of my advice, Drew. Well, to take some of your, your aphorisms as gospel. Well, it is, in, in a retarded church kind of way. Anyway, go ahead, Brian. Um, well, this is right before Valentine's Day, and she was, have, she was having a real hard time, and so I decided to send her a, a secret admirer um, 
Bokeh. Oh, that's good. Here. Leader on. And, and um, I just wanted to show her that, you know, hey, you know, maybe there is somebody else looking at her, you know. And you didn't identify yourself as the one that sent it? No, but she, she, she found out it was me. I guess the uh, flower shop told her mm-hmm. it was me. And, well, she got real mad and everything. And, um, had, I didn't talk to me for about a week, and then finally, about a week later, I confronted her, and she said she wasn't she wasn't mad about the flower. She was mad that that he found out, and she said like everything's kind of crazy and everything. And I told her I was real sorry. I wasn't trying to pressure pressure her. What's her name? Danielle or Alicia? No, no, no. <laughs> right? Isn't, isn't that isn't that this, this is the, that's them? This is the other side of that story. All right, listen, I'm 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 slightly confused here. She was mad at you for sending her a secret admirer bouquet just because, and you were just trying to cheer her up. Yeah, because I mean, her boyfriend this is, basically dumped on this her. Is, this is shoot the messenger. Yeah, that, that's the title of this story. Kill the FTD man. Or, no, the guy that sent the FTD. Oh, man. okay. Because she's mad with you for confronting her with the reality. She's mad at you for upsetting an unstable relationship that has no business being anyway. And, and you know, it's not your fault. You're, you're being, you're being, I think, Brian, you're being totally, totally appropriate. Do you I think, think it's very thoughtful of you to send the flowers. Uh, but do you this, think I should just, like, bite the bullet and say it was fun while it lasted? I was friends with her. Yeah, I think, well, I'll just back off because she sounds like she has problems with her, how she conducts herself in relationships. Yeah, that's, that's kind of, it just kind of seems like that's her problem. And I'm uh, I'm down with you on that, Josh. Yeah, you're on Love Line. You guys are like, you know, the greatest show in the world. I'd want you to do that. Thank you. Okay, I got a question for Dr. Drew, and then I got a question for both of you. Real okay. quick. Okay, Dr. Drew, do you know? If, um, you said that uh, marijuana can sometimes cause defects. Do you know if it has any? Um, is they've ever been connected with uh, congenital folds of the retina? I don't know of that, but I got to tell you that the the information about the potential birth defects is not been accumulated, not been well documented. Uh, and the only stuff I've seen have been orthopedic and facial uh, deformities. And they even the, the stuff I've read suggests that it happens in people even if they don't use during the pregnancy. That is to say, if your father used it at one time, your mother used it before she got pregnant, which doesn't fit with my understanding of how this drug works. So. I can't talk very intelligently about this yet, but it's something we're going to be hearing more about as time goes along. It is certainly a possibility. Josh. All right. Um, and just last question. Um, have either of you guys had any drug experiences, and what might they be? Well, uh, I know Drew had a uh, had one in college he doesn't really like to talk about, but come on, Drew. When I was up. 19, I ate about four boiled parity buttons and stayed up all night but felt no effect. Yeah, they so turn that, my mic off when they put those <laughs> That's on. what I tell that, them to that do, That was Drew. me reporting something yeah. somebody else It's talking said. about the old days. It's uh, okay. We're sure, past that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've experimented with uh, many a drug. I was experimenting with Theraflu last night, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I heard. But uh, you know, what's your question? Oh, I just, kinda, I just wanted Mike to do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We've got to give him the hotline number and a T-shirt. Josh? Okay. Mahalo, and we'll be back. Look deep into this jingle. You are getting sleepy, sleepy. Loveline will be right back. You will listen. You will listen. (laughs) 
Remember when you had to listen to radio programs on their schedule? Well, with this podcast, life is better because you get to listen on your schedule. Well, what about backing up your computer files at home or at work? What's your schedule look like there? You don't need to schedule that either, as long as you have Carbonite. Carbonite backs up your files to the cloud for you automatically whenever you're connected to the Internet. You can try it for yourself free right now at Carbonite.com. There's no credit card required. Plus, if you use offer code LOVELINE, you get two bonus months with your purchase. That's Carbonite.com, offer code LOVELINE. This is Matt Campbell, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Kidd. All right. Adam Carolla's out of the room. Thank you, God. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, hey, no, leave that mic off for a second, Mike. Wait, please. I want to read some email here. Your hey, mic is off. I like that. This is Dr. Drew. I'm here in the room with Adam Carolla, but you can't hear him, and that's uh, quite... This is kind of nice. I'm just going to sit here and enjoy this for a couple minutes. Here's an email from, uh, looks like, Heatner. I suppose that's the proper spelling. It's a pretty serious question. It says, my fiancé just told me that he has leukemia and he's only 25. I want to help him, but I have no idea what to expect. I don't know what it's going to do to him physically and emotionally. I don't know how to, uh, what to expect from the chemotherapy. I really need to know uh, if you could tell me everything he's going to go through, such as the chemotherapy, whether the statistics, most importantly, to let him know that I'm worried and that I do want to be involved in his getting better. Uh, Heatner, if that is, in fact, your name, uh, it depends what kind of leukemia we're talking about here. I assume we're talking about... AML or a myelogenous leukemia, which is actually fairly curable, uh, particularly if he goes so far as getting a successful bone marrow transplant. If he makes it through all that, which is a very difficult uh, procedure to go through, it, it basically po- they poison your whole system, kill your cells and the cancer cells, and then replace you so the bone marrow with some healthy cells. And uh, he should be okay. It's a very treatable kind of cancer. So leukemia is, is cancer hey. of what? The bone marrow, basically, it's producing blood cells of blood cells, basically the white cells. Okay, and they give you they give you you have to find a suitable donor, and they inject it, and it finds its way into your bones. Mm-hmm. Am I right about this? Mm-hmm. Now, this is the most bizarre thing in the world. Meaning, they don't inject the bone marrow into your bones; right. they just put it into you. Well. As right, I, as I understand it, there, there are the, the cells that belong in the bone marrow have proteins on the surfaces that keep it in the bone marrow. Why doesn't why doesn't the stuff in the bone marrow kind of leak out into your blood anyway? Magic. Yeah, I don't know. What the hell do I know? It's got it's got surf, stuff on the surface of the cells that hold them there. Right, and that holds them there when they find their way through there as they're kind of circulating through the system. But do the do the the new cells go through the bone to get into the center of the bone? They go through the blood. I mean, the bone gets, is supplied by blood. Yeah, and, but it's porous. It's like a sponge. Kind of. Not all, really. All right. This Forget is, it. This is get way over my head. All right. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Are you done with your little I'm show? I hope, I hope that Hetner's, Hetner, Heatner, boyfriend, <sighs> Heather. But it doesn't say Heather. It says H-E-A-T-N-E-R. Yeah. Okay, Drew. Jay. Yeah. You're on Loveline. All right. I've got a question for Dr. Drew. Jay. All right. Uh, I experimented with marijuana last week and tried to have intercourse last night and cannot get an erection and tried again tonight and still couldn't get it? Yeah, but tonight probably for a different reason. Maybe. I don't know. I want to know if there's any connection. In well, tonight, what, tonight what was the experience like? When it came time to get together with a girlfriend, how were you feeling? I was feeling good. It just didn't happen. <laughs> well, tonight is because of last night. Exactly. That's the point I'm trying to make. Is it you, was you, it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, we're simpatico, Drew. Look at us. Probably so anxious that it had happened before. 
that you worried that it could happen again, and guess what? When you are anxious, it does happen again. So what do I do to cure the problem? Well, relax about it. It's going to be okay. It's natural enough if you're intoxicated with something that is known to suppress sexual functioning. Things don't work. I mean, we, or do you get kind of paranoid when you smoke pot? Well, it was an experimental stage. Right. I had only smoked it a couple times before. How did you react to it? Um, I didn't really feel it the first couple times. Right. And then this time it really hit me. And in what way did it affect you? It, kind of like a demented state, I guess you could say. And it shriveled his penis up. Yeah. <laughs> were, were you nervous or paranoid or anything like that? A little bit of paranoia, yeah. Okay, so you can see how it would already be difficult for things to work. Yeah. In, the, in the just the emotional circumstance that marijuana delivered you into, which really would be the best diversion type therapy there is, go straight to the penis. That's what I'm saying. You know all this. You mean, oh, absolutely. Hey, I, just say no. Right. Oh yes, yes. Uh, this is what your this is what your brain looks like on drugs. Right. They should really say this is what your penis looks like on drugs. Let, let, let me sum it up. Hold a piece of yarn out. Let it go. Have it fall to the ground. There you go. Yeah, go ahead, Drew. Sum that, it up. That you can have lower testosterone levels. It may shrink the testes. It can enlarge your breasts, particularly for younger adolescents. Well, like and, I and said, you can no, have things, that and, and you can have things not work right. Yeah, but there's a lot of 14-year-olds who would get stoned and then feel themselves up. They would like to have the big breasts. I certainly would. I imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> well... I'd save a lot on magazines. But it also ma it, it also makes things not work. It's interesting when I when I deal with diabetics, uh, you you beg them to pay more attention to their blood sugar. You you know ask them teach them about all the terrible things that can happen to their heart and their kidneys and whatnot. Nine times out of ten, it's not until you get to the fact that they'll become impotent that they begin to focus on controlling their blood sugar. Here are the two things. Yeah. The deal is this: for women, it's weight gain; for men, it's mastery of the penis. Now, if you want to launch a successful uh, campaign against drugs. You don't do the just say no BS. You say, men, wave bye to your penis. Women, you're never going to fit into those dittos again. And I guarantee you every teenager would knock it off. You're right. That's, that would just scare the life out of anybody. Everyone would, like, run out and bury the bong in the backyard. Am I right, Drew? Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm trying to think Let of an of a, of a interesting way to, to put that. <laughs> Well, you just have a bunch of fat women and a bunch of limp guys all in the same room giving testimonials. Right. All right, there's nothing wrong with lying a little bit. And besides, a lot of it's true. Uh, Billy. Yeah. You're on Loveline. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Hey. Um, yeah, I got this uh, deal going on here. Uh, my girlfriend's 14. And, or, no, she's 15. I'm 18. And uh, she, her parents, they they seem to like me and everything. Because they do some stuff for me, like I don't know, just some some stuff, and uh, they they don't want her seeing me because they got the idea that I'm 18, and she's 15, and she's too young. She is. Yeah, uh, Th that idea comes from your driver's license, doesn't no, it, Billy? I, don't have I mean, a driver's it... license though. Oh, that's that's even better. And uh, we both want to wait until we're married to have sex. So sex that's is good. like that's, a problem or anything that's like good. that. What uh, what part of the country are calling from? Because I have the age of consent. Uh, in the United States, state-by-state state list here. California. California. Yeah. And, uh, uh, that's 18, yeah. Yeah. Delaware, 12. 12. Huh? 12. 12 in Delaware. What the hell are they thinking about? Kentucky's 14, Georgia 14, Florida's 47. Okay, <laughs> I guess well, they have an older, <laughs> older group out there. Okay, uh, let's see here. Like, 
the times that I can see her, you know, it'd be like at a school function or something like that. Right. Um, we've gone out to the movies before, like when we were first going out, because we've been going out for about three months now. And, I mean, we've gone to the movies before. I've gone over to her house a couple of times. But now since I turned 18 in February, it's like they they don't want her seeing me at all. Okay, but Billy. Yeah. Is this purely an age thing? or? Yeah, it's just when he turned 18. Bam, that was the end of it. Yeah. Or did they just sort of size you up? Well, Is it an excuse? You know what I'm saying? I think it's just an excuse, you know? They don't like you. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I think. But she says that they like me and everything. Right. She, she, her mom. But they, they wait a minute, wait a minute. But Billy, they saw the Ozzy Osbourne T-shirt, the uh, the wallet with the forty feet of anchor chain on it. No, 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 I'm nothing like that. Yeah, the three haircuts, like no. Billy Ray Cyrus. No, I, no, I, I just in a uh, fashionable reason. Okay. And uh, Armani what? man, are you? What? Yes, indeed. Billy, I would just say cool out a little bit. See her at the school functions. You, you sound like somebody who's willing to wait for this girl. As she gets older, the age difference will be much less of an issue, and hopefully the parents will start to come along, come around to you and uh, appreciate you more for who you are. As yeah, you and he, he doesn't, I mean, his intention sounded pretty good. They he didn't want to have uh, sex with her right. for a while. But then again, we've talked about that. It's like a woman is not a, not a bonsai plant. Right. You, you don't just put her out on the on the balcony and water her and nurture and stare at it and prune it and all that stuff. I mean, you don't raise it like like veal. What do you, you do? Know? It's not a 4-H project. You find someone your own age and you screw them. Is that, is that our new philosophy for this show? <laughs> is that it? Well, I'm not saying you find what a 14-year-old. Yeah, what if all you're... All right, all right. But, but if you're 18, you find an 18-year-old and you have sex. If you choose to. That should be what you do. I mean, we get a lot of guys who have, like, project girlfriends. But they're younger. Well, I know, but we get guys that are, like, I'm 19. Then, then the kids are bonsai. Like, these women are bonsai plants at that age. I know, but I'm saying let them go out with other bonsai plants. I see, I see. I I'm see. 19. Right, she's right. 14. I, I haven't had sex with her. I'm not going to have sex with her all until right. she's of consenting age. Right. So I'm going to, like, wait. All right, but you you certainly encourage that as opposed to the alternative. Oh, yeah. yeah, better but, yeah than yeah. than the date rape drug and right. drag them into the van or something like that. Yes, right. definitely. All right. But I still think you're a loser if you're waiting. All right. I don't mean to be hard on Billy. Sound like a uh, upstanding young man, and we'll be back. Call Love Line one eight hundred Love one nine one Love Line. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you know I'm on board for anything that helps. That's why I'm happy to talk about Lumosity.com. They're online games that are based on the science of neuroplasticity, designed to help you improve your brain's performance. And again, these games are customized to meet your specific goals, help you become sharper, more focused. I've been playing the games at Lumosity for a while now, and it really seems to be helping. I particularly like the memory matrix, which I use sometimes before radio to get some focus going. They have over 40 million people playing these games. It's easy to get started, and the games are fun. You can play anywhere from your computer, iPad, iPhone with the Lumosity app, and the app will remind you when it's time to play the games each day. So go to Lumosity.com, click the Start Training button to create your own program, then start playing your first game. That is Lumosity.com, and tell them you heard it from me, Dr. Drew. Yes, 
Yes. The sheep are back. Hey, Drew, fix this monitor, can't uh, I like it like that. Oh, you do? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave it then. Go. Let me get the phone number out. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. 1-800-568-3191. The fax number 310-854-4455. And it's back to the phones we go. Jennifer. Yeah. Um, Dr. Drew Adam Carolla. Hey, Jennifer. Um, hey. I had a couple questions for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, I had the Nora plant, mm -hmm. and I got it r removed about four months ago, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to get pregnant right now, mm -hmm. and it's not happening. Um, well, they, well, you, you, most people can't just will themselves to be pregnant. It oh. takes a while. Well, they told me when I got it removed that I can get pregnant, like, immediately. That's true. You okay. could get pregnant immediately. That doesn't mean you're okay. going to get pregnant immediately. Okay. Also, I had... Uh, are, you, I, are you cycling normally? Are you having periods normally? Did that... Um, I, and I was going to ask if you have a male involved in this, I think. No, yeah, no, I was going to say, I think that was the doctor coming on to you. <laughs> no, I'm married. But um, I also had pelvic inflammatory disease, uh -huh. and I heard that it can cause infertility. You bet. Probably the leading cause in this country. Okay. And um, how long would you have to have it before it can make you infertile? Once. Well, I'm so if I had it, I'm probably infertile. If you had it, there's a reasonable chance that you'll have some dysfunction of your fallopian tubes. Okay. Okay, so you would definitely be at increased risk of an ectopic pregnancy. Do you know mm -hmm. what that is? Yeah. A tubal pregnancy? Mm -hmm. uh, you should. Are you working with an obstetrician? Um, I have a doctor's appointment for next week. All right, you need to work with a gynecologist obstetrician on this. If after six months, you, have you gone to the grocery store and gotten the ovulation kits and all that kind of stuff? Uh, no, I've been taking you, pregnancy tests, but that's about it. No, get the ovulation kits, find the time in which you're most likely to get pregnant, mm -hmm. have your interaction in that time intervals, and work with an obstetrician. If you get any excessive bleeding, any pelvic pain, get to the doctor immediately. What, uh, what, what section would the ovulation kit be in? Would that be in with like the automotive stuff uh, or the frozen the food? Or? So it's right by the pregnancy test. Oh, it is. Yeah. Which is with what? All the hygiene the stuff and the, the stuff. I never go down that aisle. I know you don't. <laughs> I go right for the meat in the back, and then I sneak out through the through like a the, there's a doggy door in the back of the. You want these guys place. that can't go by the, the tampons and oh the, yeah no yeah. I'd be scarred for life. Yeah. I don't like to think of women that way. I I you don't like them as human beings. I gotta say something though. Yeah. When a woman sees a man in an aisle. Picking up tampons or pads for a woman, right. we think it's the sweetest thing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Dad, you better hang out Because she knows she's, like, sitting at home with cramps, and he went to run to the store and get some for her. And it's just so <laughs> sweet. See? You know what? They sh there should be, like, a, a mock shopping bag for single guys to get some. And it would just be, <coughs> pardon me, I got this cold. It would be a regular shopping bag just filled with, like, styrofoam, but the top would be hanging out would be like the ta an empty tampon box, uh, a big dog biscuit box, uh, maybe like a how to make your lover feel special, you know, video box or something. And a guy could just like stroll around no, the so parking some lot. Pasta and fresh vegetables and make it look like you're going to go home and make some. Right, make some look like you're, you're having regular movements or something like that. Listen, Jennifer, here's the best way to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Husband has to quit his job. <laughs> you have to take up drinking and maybe heroin. Then start smoking excessively. Then have sex with the pool man. And you'll get pregnant. For sure. Yeah, it works right. every time. You're right. You're absolutely right. All right, Jennifer. But, but okay. in the meantime. If you really want it bad enough. In the meantime. Uh, well, talk. I've already, I've got one son, but I mean, he's going to be three years old next month, and I want a baby. I think you'll do it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. and, by, and by the way, what? even if your tubes are dysfunctional, let's say you have real serious dysfunction of your fallopian mm -hmm. tubes. 
in vitro fertilizer, you know, in vitro. Um, Isn't that like expensive though? Yeah, it is. But <laughs> but aren't you worth it, Jennifer? Well, I mean, we're having pretty bad. Well, not bad many problems right now. All right. Well, wait a minute. Bad. Wait a minute. Don't have any more kids. You're having bad money problems. Well, I mean, they're not nothing bad, but I mean, it doesn't any money problems. It makes <laughs> kids. Give the love, give the extra love that you were setting aside for your new infant to your three-year-old. Okay. All right? Um, I had a, uh, well, I don't, uh, I haven't had a period for like two months. It'll be two months Well, that's, eight. see, I think that's part of the problem is you're not yet really cycling normally since you got you off can't, the... You can't even get pregnant if you don't have a period, can you? Yeah, you, oh, yes, you can, but but it's not as likely uh, as when you finally establish normal cycles. So you get the Norplant removed. Yeah. They put that, like, around your bicep area, is that right your here. upper yeah. arm? Yeah. Why there? There's a lot of soft tissue, women particularly. Okay, and it doesn't, doesn't show so right, much, it doesn't right? show. Okay, <laughs> so, like, the forehead is out? Yeah, out. Let's say <laughs> so out. They, they pull the thing out, then you get back on the cycle. Right. And then, is there a way to jumpstart your cycle, by the way? Yeah. I mean, to get you back going? Yes, there is. Uh, you say but not like, that you can do it yourself, no. A couple, couple like jumper cables no. and a car battery. Nitrous won't do it either. No. <laughs> okay. Well, how do you do it? Uh, progesterone. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I think I can manufacture that at home. All right, Drew. What call do you want to go to? Mm-hmm. Sitting around for a while. Mm-hmm. Jesse. Hi. <clears throat> Hi. Um, my problem is that I, I guess I perspire a great deal more than most people. And I thought that I heard you say uh, on the show a while back that um, you, there was some kind of medication for that. A cream. <laughs> Mike, the engineer, is giving the husky sign, by the way, which I've, I've pointed You're out fat. to Mikey. You're overweight. He doesn't really have to do that. Mike has an ample beer gut on <laughs> Just stand up and rub your belly, Mike. Mike gets so pissed at me when I do this. No, Mike's very attractive, uh Gentlemen, Jesse, you a big gal? No. No. Okay, I have the same problem. I'm very athletic, though. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I... Some here's the deal with sweat. Nobody can figure it out. Some people sweat in different places. <clears throat> Most people sweat in the armpits mm-hmm. and sometimes like the upper lip. And, and there, there's a few places palms. set aside, palms, folds for sweating. But other people, like myself, I will sweat profusely from my forehead. And not yeah. at all from my underarms. Right. So while everyone else, you know, on a hot day wearing a, a, a shirt has a patch under the arm, I'm wiping it from my brow. Hmm. And for me, I think it's a hereditary thing because I, my mom and my grandmother both do that. Hmm. Whenever I go over, like, during the summer, I see them all and I curse them because, you know, it's embarrassing, right? Everyone thinks you're shifty. Right. But, Drew, what was the medicine called? Zirac. Zirac. You can go it's to a, a dermatologist. No, this this isn't a cream. It's a clear, it's a clear lotion. liquid. Lotion, yeah. Yeah, it's, you put it on topically, right. and you just rub it on your forehead or wherever it is that area is that you sweat a lot, and it basically stops it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And so I have to get it prescribed? Is yeah. That... Talk to a dermatologist if your general doctor doesn't know anything about it. The what? If your general doctor is not aware of it, talk to a dermatologist. Okay. Uh, righty, right. Cindy? Hi, yeah. You're on Loveline. Hi. Um, I have a dilemma. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to choose between two guys, and one of them is older. I'm a sophomore right now, and the other one, one's a senior, and the other one's a freshman. All, all in high school, right? Yeah. Okay. And um, th- the thing is, I'm having sex with the senior right now. The senior? Yeah. All right. We were dating before, but we're not anymore. And, um, right. But you're still having sex with him? Yeah. Why? Well, I'm sure he's crushed. <laughs> 
Yeah, why are you doing that? Um, we're still really attracted to each other. No. And the reason why we had to break up was because my parents didn't want me to date him anymore. Mm. Because they're worried you're just having sex? Yeah. Fantastic. And, um, but the thing is, the freshman, I've known him, like, for a long time, and he's been my really good friend. This and, um, this would be back to bonsai trees should see bonsai trees, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. That's right. For the, for the very reason that this is not the situation where the 19-year-old is treating the 15-year-old like a bonsai tree. He's mm-hmm. treating her like a 19-year-old. No, he's trying to screw a knot hole. Right. And it's not good for the, the bonsai tree. That's right. Cindy? Mm-hmm. Go with the guy who's more your age. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's not going to. No, absolutely not. Who do you want to go with? Well, see, the thing is I like both of them. Right. Then go, with the, then go with the guy your age. Well, the only thing I'm worried about, though, is ruining our friendship. All right, let's try a little reverse psychology. Okay. I command you to go with the older guy who's using you for sex. I'll not accept anything short of that. Do you understand? <laughs> what about you, Drew? I agree. He should go with the older guy. Go with the older guy, the guy that has limited feelings for you, the guy who's in a different right. place in his life, the guy that is connecting with you physically only, even though you think you're going to marry him and remain emotionally connected to him, he is not thinking that way at all. Right. Oh, no, and, and, and number two, I forbid you from having conversation with this guy during the sex. As a matter of fact, I want you to do it through a chain-link fence. <laughs> all right? And the only contact you can have with this older guy is when he drapes his letterman jacket over your head when he's having sex with you. Okay. That is the advice I'm giving you. Drew? Drew's down with that, too. It's hard for me to concur with some of the things you say. I'm using reverse psychology. Ah. All right, Cindy? Okay. That is my advice. Okay. (laughs) It it is kind of hard to know. Oh, baby. Michael? Yeah, hey, you guys got a great show. Um, Adam, the the analogies that you come up with are absolutely astounding. I, I don't know where you're thinking at. But um, my question for you... No one doesn't either. No one ever will. (laughs) Well, yeah, I I don't think so. And Dr. Drew, it's nice to have a representative for the nice guys up there, too. But um, my question is, when me and my ex-girlfriend, this was probably about three or four months ago the last time, but when we would have sex, um, she would have periods where she would go blind, um, for lack of a better word. The first time it happened, it scared her half to death, and then it kind of became a... A normal thing, and then after she had an orgasm, uh, things would kind of settle back to normal. Is this a? <laughs> Describe to me exactly what you're what you're she saying. She would lose. She would not be able to see. She have vision would go black. Vision, yeah, would go S- black. Sudden, suddenly. Is that because you were dousing her head with the pillow? No, 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 no dousing. Was that no because she had her eyes rolled up in the back of her head? No, it was, she could have her eyes wide open and looking straight ahead, and uh, she uh, <laughs> wouldn't be able to see anything. Black. Things would go black. Things would go black. Would yeah. she go limp also? Would she be weak? Um, well, it, the first couple times it scared her half to death, and she kind of clenched up a whole lot. Um, she mm-hmm. never went. No, she never went limp. She, I mean, she was. And this happens during orgasm or, or before? Um, this is before, and then after orgasm, it stopped. This oh. is a syndrome, by the way, Drew. I don't don't know if this sounds bizarre to you, and it's very vague, and I'm being totally truthful because I was just heard it in in a car driving somewhere like a year ago, but it's now starting to ring familiar that there is this syndrome, and I think it it affects males as well, where there's a temporary loss of eyesight uh, during, I I think they said it was during like prolonged and very aggressive sex. Are you you an animal, Michael? 
I don't know about that, but you you could categorize it as prolonged enough. Uh, there was an article published about this not that long ago, and mm-hmm. it's not uh, literature that I've got right really on the tip of my tongue right now. But if I remember right, it was described as sort of a migraineous type phenomenon. Does she, does she have migraine headaches? Um, no. no, she had. I mean, she had uh, been with plenty of other people uh, before me, and that was the first time that it happened, which was uh, and if, if I, I bet if, you were excited about that in your own twisted way, weren't you, Michael? Well, <laughs> hey, I blinded this broad. Don't try and corrupt me too much. <laughs> but, but I don't remember it saying that it was associated with any serious medical problems, though. How long is she out for? I mean, how well, long? It's not, it's not that she... Uh, I think the longest was, you know, about 20 or 25 minutes. All right. It's enough time for you to uh, catch the end of Green Acres and get yourself something cold from the fridge. Well, no, because as as soon as she had an orgasm, she was back to normal. I mean, as as soon as we'd finished. Well, that's your problem, Michael. You're giving her an orgasm. (laughs) Is that what the problem is? Yes, you're ruining it for the rest of us. I'll have to stop doing that then. First you blind them with your penis, then you give them the big O. Do you realize what you're doing to the rest of uh, male kind? No. You're, you're throwing off the curve, Michael. Not intentional. All right, Michael, take it easy on her. I mm, appreciate it. Bye. Good luck, and we'll be back. You should call Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Hello, Loveline. Loveline will be right back. podcast has been brought to you by audible.com the internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 150,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature featuring audio versions of many new york times bestsellers for our listeners audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their services how they're able to give you this free product i don't know but take advantage of it you can download your choices and access them on your pc burn them on the cds or upload them to ipods or other mp3 devices it's quick it's easy it's affordable a book you might consider downloading is, say, my book, The Mirror Effect, or maybe Mr. Corolla's book, Not Talk About Material. So for a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash podcast one. That is audiblepodcast.com forward slash podcast one. service message from this huh? What was that? Come on, Mike. Get it together. More from Loveline. Let me give the phone number out. 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. And this is Kelly. Hi. Kelly. Hi. Hey, you're on Loveline. You, Adam, you crack me up, first of all. Wow, a lot of compliments tonight. I think Sherry's over there coaching them. Oh, okay. I really do. She's like, you want a t-shirt? What uh, do I have to do? What? All right, Kelly, go ahead. Okay, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. I, well, up to about three days ago, I was a virgin, and I'm 16, and I know it hurts the first time and everything, but, I mean, it didn't really hurt when I was having it, but now, from, like, the three days, it's, uh, my vagina is very swollen and red, and it's just, I mean, I have to walk around the house in, like, a T-shirt. I can't, I have to wear, like, boxer shorts. It's really swollen. It hurts. Here, to have pain and even bleeding for up to three days afterwards would Uh not be unheard of. Uh Uh, My concern is it sounds like you're not, though, describing the location of the discomfort I would expect you to be describing. It's to say it sounds like the external area of the vagina is what's bothering you. Uh Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And that makes me worry about things like herpes, things like that. Did he wear a condom? Yeah. The whole time? Yeah. 
Okay, so at least that's not a probability. No, just during foreplay. Well, some people, you'd be amazed. Yeah, we're on them for, well, mostly. <laughs> so uh, it, it probably is just one of those things that's going to get better. Take warm baths, do what you're doing, cotton underwear. Yeah. And uh, give it a couple more days. Okay. All right? All right, thank All right. you. All right. Bye. Uh, God bless America. Well, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, I've heard that complaint before. You have, huh? Yeah. The the parts get, you know, very delicate uh, machinery down there for the ladies. Right, right. I don't know if you understand that fully, Drew. I know right. you're not a gynecologist, but it, like we've talked about before, is a Swiss clock. Right. Many parts. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Man, man, it's like a the, an oar. That's it. No moving parts, nothing. Just sticks out, put it in the water. Women, very intricate. We'll be back in 10. This is Love Line. Radio Station. Mm-hmm. Name of the show is Love Line. My name, Adam Corolla. His name, Dr. Drew, and her name, Angela. Angela? Yes. You're on Love Line. Um, okay. I have a problem. Well, I don't know if it's so much of a problem, but... Um, my husband and I, we've been married for five years, and um, I used to have orgasms all the time, and now it's getting really hard, too. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I, I still have the same feelings for him. I love him to death, but um, I don't know if anything's changed or what. But what do you think? Has something changed? What's changed? I, um, I, don't, I, I don't see a change. I mean, he works all the time. All right, that's that a change. might be what something. Does that make you angry? Uh, well, yeah. Okay, that's a change. <laughs> but not too much to where I think it would interrupt. In uh, are, you, are you? Is he reciprocating all this love and feeling that you have for him? Excuse me. Is he reciprocating all this love and feeling that you have for him? Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I uh, don't. That's a change. I bet. Well, it has, a, it has a lot of stuff going on here. Yeah, you you know. Let me explain how women in the uh, orgasm work. Okay. It's an antenna. It's it's a it's a it's a monitor. It's a monitor. Right. It, it's like it's like a it's a like an early warning system. Mm. Oh, oh, you mean? Oh, I see. Yeah. When the when the orgasm goes, right, right. That's what it is. It it means there's uh, something's happening. Missiles are, are approaching the mainland. Right, right. Adam, <laughs> yes. Tell us how women work, please. Go oh, ahead. yes. Producer Ann would like you. to hear how. Well, yeah. well, first off, enlighten us. Yeah, I will. And first off, I'm going to explain how men work sexually, and then I'm going to how women work sexually. First, the man. First couple of times you have sex, sometimes even the first year or so of the relationship, the guy is a dynamo. He's lighting candles. He's lighting incense. He's lighting anything you can really light around the room safely. He is taking it slow. He's down there for 20 minutes at a time, sometimes not even coming up for air. You know what I'm saying? He's doing everything beautifully, like a technician. Then five years into the relationship, like, like he comes out like a watchmaker, like a fine craftsman, like a journeyman. Now I know what this guy does. He comes home and doesn't even take his pants off anymore. It's just right out the fly. Am I right? No, it's not like that, though. Don't screw with my theory. I know how these guys work. <laughs> He's having sex. He wants you to move over because you're blocking the set. He's setting like a beer and, and the remote control and a, and a bowl of chips on you while he's doing it. This is what happens to guys. There's nothing like that, though. He's, that's the thing. He's breaking wind and blaming it on the dog. Now, Angela, here's how women work sexually. 
Women, it's a mental thing. It's a physical and mental thing. Emotional. Emotional. Right? A man could be having sex <clears throat> with uh, Hitler's daughter, and he wouldn't care, just as long as she looked good in a thong. The women, they need the whole emotional thing. And if, if you said you're a little angry, or he's a little angry, or he hasn't been providing, or he hasn't been meeting your emotional needs during the day, then that evening when you get into the bedroom, things aren't going to work right. Even if you're not aware that the emotional needs aren't being met. I mean, it, again, it's an early warning system. It may be something on a subconscious level or, or sort of yeah. instinctive level. You're not even really aware of what's going on or what's bothering you. But lo and behold, that's where the problem becomes obvious. See, I've talked to him about it before, and um, so he'll start taking his time with me and everything. And he and he usually does take taking his time. time uh huh. But um, but it still doesn't work. I mean, yeah. I still I don't know if maybe I have a problem. All right, what you guys need to do is is sort of figure out the emotional, and and the physical will will come. Okay. Now, would it have Pardon anything? The pun. Would it have anything to do with maybe our ages? Because I'm 23 and he's 33. I mean, is he not going through this? Uh, maybe, maybe he's not going. Is he tiring? Yeah, maybe. You know, like <laughs> he's slowing down. Yeah. He's he's like uh, he's like one of those oil pumping rigs, <laughs> and now now it's starting to dry up, and he's starting to slow down. God forbid that happen. No, he really, he, he's 33? Yeah. Well, you know, that, really, that he should be in his prime, although he's not. He was in his prime 15 years ago. Fo but. Focus on nurturing your relationship. Find a way to make this better and let him know clearly what's going on with you and be open to discussing these things that you're so convinced don't exist and you're so uh, invested in denying, like that you're angry at him or that he's not satisfying you or that they're, you are missing certain things. Put it out there. Okay. Okay? Okay, thanks. All right. Well, go Drew. Drew, you see, is this is this strike a nerve with you? Is something going on no. with you in your personal <laughs> life? Well, yeah, they're working too much, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I have, to, I have to be very aware. I have to be really careful. That we, we have both. Be careful about we nurture things along as best we can. You've got to set we aside kids. five minutes a week for sex. Uh, uh, if we can. God, do you have a lock on your bedroom door, by yes. the way? You do? Yes. Because you wouldn't want to traumatize the kids. No. Because that's something that'll stick. Yes. Arithmetic, one ear and out the other. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. English. Yeah. History slides right out. Right. You see your dad nude once. Boom! It's it's like some guy took a chisel and carved it into your cerebellum. Am I right, Drew? What is that? That's uh, how impacted we are by our emotional life, isn't it? I've seen my dad nude one time about 30 years ago, and, and I, I close my eyes, I see his penis. And by the way, oh, you know what I would do, though? What? Not for the girl. Hmm. But you have two sons. I do, yes. Yeah. Let them see you nude. How old are they? Three? Three and a half. Let them see you nude just once. And don't do it in a real, you know, um, uh, overt way. But mm. getting out of the shower kind of thing. But make sure they see you nude at least once. Because when you're three, no matter how large or small your dad's penis is, it's tremendous. All right, and here's what here's what happens. And this is why all kids think their dads have the biggest penis in the world. Because they see it once when they're three, and then they never see it again. Right. And it's etched like we were talking about. Right. So to them, it looks like a, you know, a 
piece of PVC pipe swinging between the guy's legs or why, something. Why is that important for your kids to have that? Because image? when he's 16 or 17 and he's in a locker room and he's arguing, he's going to go, Daddy Drew, man, my dad is hung like nobody's business. I see. You see? And that's important. Well, for PTA and stuff like that, open house, come on, word gets around. Am I right, Drew? Adam, you are always right. <laughs> John? Yeah. This is John. Yes, you're on Loveline. Oh, great. Um, I have a question for you guys. Um, mm. It's kind of embarrassing not wanting to ask and, you know, a lot of people or anybody really. <laughs> but um, it's something that me and um, my girlfriend do um, when we're having sex, and it's something that helps her have an orgasm. I mean, it really helps um, sometimes, or plenty of times. <laughs> and I have to tell her these fantasy stories of, um, like, me with another woman or um, another woman like being attracted to me and wanting to, to, you know, to be with me and just all the uh, moments leading up to, you know, just that happening. You understand what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. And I'm just wondering, you know, what is that? Does that sound kind of familiar to that? Is that, I mean, I've never I've been with anybody that's ever done this with me before, wanted me to, like, tell them stories or imagine things, and she, you know, imagines in her mind what's going on, and <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, is it, she likes to be jealous. Yeah. Is this pure fantasy? Um, yeah, it's pure fantasy. You're not citing any examples, no, no, well, no names of old I, I girlfriends or anything? I made the mistake of doing that, something too, oh. close, to, too close to reality, and uh, she got really upset. I didn't, see, I didn't differ, differentiate that that shouldn't be done. You know, I didn't know where, <laughs> uh, just wasn't familiar with So, uh, give me, give me a little fantasy rap that you might give her. Oh, um. Engineer Mike, put on some appropriate, yeah, that, look at him, <laughs> look at him, he's, he's, he's like oh. radar. So, like, something like, um, um. Uh, I see someone, like a woman's car on the side of the road broke down, and she's wearing, like, a skirt or something that... that John, John, could you yeah. sell it a little bit? What's that? Sell it. Sell it. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I can't do that. Come on, I'm her. I can't do that. Come on, you're on top of me, you swine. <laughs> Shut up. Sell it to me. It's just, that's just the thing that, you know, it's hard for me to do that because... John, <laughs> sell it. I'm drying up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're not. Well, producer Ann. Talk to me. Yeah, talk to producer Ann. Come on, baby. Give Sell me that. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering, you know, what what kind of um, what kind of a uh, thing that is that you know. I... You, the car's by the side of the road. You're talking to producer Ann. I'm about to get it. out of bed, honey. Hurry it up. Oh, um, you know, and, and there's like a lady there, and I pull over to help her out. She's wearing a short skirt, maybe some nylons and heels, and I pull up to help her out, and she's like her blouse is. You know, slightly open, and she's got pretty, you know, well endowed and you know, nice looking. Mm -hmm. And I start to talk to her, and and then maybe she, I fix her car, get it started. She asks me over for a drink, and I come over to her house. Mm -hmm. um, she's by herself, a single, divorced, um, you know, single parent or something like that. And, uh, single parent? <laughs> you going to all this? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I do. All right, go on. <laughs> and um, she asked me to come up to her room for a minute while she changes or unzip her top. This is so embarrassing. Keep going. <laughs> and um, something to the fact that um, uh, she sees, <laughs> she looks over towards me and sees me getting excited, you know, mm -hmm. um, through a, something that's out of my pants. Or mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, we both start getting in the throes of passion, get closer mm -hmm. and closer to where... You know, I don't want to get details. I hate it. <laughs> it's embarrassing, but um, you know what I mean. And and then she likes to just fantasize about me getting close, but not all with the complete action of it. It's just all right, cut, know, cut. I'd get mad. Uh, wouldn't you get mad? I'd, I'd be pissed. Mad too. I'd be pissed. <laughs> 
Seriously. Uh, what do you think? And you wouldn't go. Weird. You wouldn't go for that. Not at all. No, not at all. Really? But Anne's got a real me. thing about that stuff. I, you know, I have a real thing. No, no. I mean, not that it's abnormal, but I mean, like all women do. No, not necessarily. Yes, no. true. No, I think here. That's what I'm saying. I think, I think she's a great girl. I love her. I don't think there's anything wrong. with I, that. I think it's fantasy. It's not it's a reality. Fantasy. You know, I've, I've learned. In it, it, it worries me that she that she's she's obviously one of these people that likes the whole danger thing. Maybe that. And is she do a lot? Of, does she smoke pot or drink a lot or anything like that? Um, we've you know gone out and trained. But how about her? Does she tend to have some momentum with that? Uh, she used to heavily. Well, people aren't used to into heavily drugs. People are addicts or they're not. Well, yes. And, and if she used them, she may have used to have been really into it and never got into recovery and is going to get into it again someday. But the kind of thing you're describing is sort of typical of people that are into thrill-seeking. Yeah. And addicts tend to be very much into thrill. They are they are addicted to that well, whole... I've come from a, a long line of our family. Of... Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh. There goes Drew's high horse. Well, <laughs> Just galloped right through the studio. You know, I, I, I'm from Drew. Drew. I was being relatively magnanimous. I mean, I, 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 Anne is fine, her way of doing it, and John's girlfriend is okay, too. But people right. that pursue thrill... Uh, pursue the danger thing, and those people tend to be prone towards addiction. All right. That, this, that's true. I've, I've learned that from, you know, all the, the... All right, but it floats her boat, John, right? Yeah. I, I, it's, not, it's not that it's there's something dynamically wrong with her. Want to happen. She, Here's the deal, John. It's not, John, John, really it's not that she screwed up emotionally. It's that her chemistry is of the type that tends to pursue thrill and danger, and that's what she's playing to with this, all right? Okay, and that if, you, if that's the kind of person you want to be involved with, that's great. It's not a problem. It's not, yeah. not, there's nothing wrong with her because of that per se. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with you know certain fantasies that people have as long as you don't cross certain lines. You know, right? You got to have that line. You don't. There's certain. No. Fan- okay. Now, what, what was my high horse? What was I on a high horse about? Oh, talking about uh, you said. Look, either you're an addict or you're in recovery. <laughs> no, 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 no. Whoa, I, Nelly. No, I didn't mean to say that. I, what I was, what I was suggesting, I'm making the point that she is either an addict or she's not. And if she used drugs a lot at, at one time, she's going to use them again unless she gets into some kind of recovery. All right. Well, I'll take the horse back, Boomer. Yeah. Yo, dudes. Yo. Dude. Dude. I got through. Mahalo. Too much. I'm usually sitting in my truck um, coming home from Central City listening to you guys, and now I'm sitting in my truck in my garage. I <laughs> 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 right, make sure hey, make sure and turn the truck off. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I had a couple questions about the marijuana use with the doctor. Yeah. Um, you're so set that it's attached to alcoholic upbringing. The, if you're an addict. I mean, people can, use, people, people can smoke a lot of pot and not be an addict. Well, what if you're an addict just in just the euphoric part? Not because because the only people that get that euphoria are alcoholics. You mean the euphoric part uh, when you first smoking. do it? When you first do it, you just get off on it. If if you, the first few times you get, most people get nothing because it takes a while to condition your brain to have that positive reinforcing effects. Okay, but the well, people after that years, after years and years. But the people that get that euphoria. The average person doesn't experience it. Go out, test it, Boomer. Test it for yourself. Talk to people about what they experience when they smoke pot, and they'll go, "Oh, it's kind of cool. I laughed a lot. I had a good time. It was fun." And talk to people who smoke it all the time, and they'll say, "Oh, I loved it. It was the best. It was great." Yeah. But you don't get the euphoria a year later. Yo, know, you can. It, okay. it, it, it will diminish with time, and somewhere between one and ten years, that euphoria will be diminished greatly, and you will tend to get increasing depression. 
Well, that's pretty interesting. I'm just real curious on your connection with, uh, like, an alcoholic upbringing. Not upbringing. Not uh, Boomer has nothing to do with upbringing. It is a genetic a gene that you inherit. You may not okay, even well, know so the alcoholic. Saying, so you're saying it takes an alcoholic that is using the pot for the euphoric thing? or I'm saying that the, the genetic mechanism that causes the disease of alcoholism tends to predispose people to getting a tremendously euphoric experience when they are exposed to pot. That is not to say all alcoholics. Many alcoholics have, a, have the, sort of a routine pot experience. They're like, hey, it's all right, I relax. Uh, but, but a subset of alcoholics, and I'm not saying you even have to be using alcohol. I'm just saying you inherit this biological gene that causes alcoholism. Yeah, you have a parent, you have a parent or a grandparent with alcohol. All right, Boomer, your Boomer, you're hooked on the reefer. Next question. Okay, um, uh, for uh, for the the pervert <laughs> Adam, uh-huh. how how do these porn stars shave their areas without getting all cut up and whatnot? Is there a cream or something they use? Oh my, Jose Ebear. Well, not, uh, some. I, hey, you're a perv. <laughs> I may be a perv, but I'm not sitting in my pickup truck talking on the phone to another perv. Okay, well, if you're watching a porn, yeah, and are you usually by yourself? Yeah, usually. Okay, are you in a euphoric state? I, I usually invite my grandparents over. Yeah, okay. All right, yes, uh, I'm in a... If they're not watching the, the same age, I mean, are there age-specific pornos out there? Age-specific? Pardon? He wants the grandparents. Oh, you want the point. geriatric set? No, I, I'm just so curious. How do they? Uh, I, I don't know. They, they very carefully. In a porno movie, but I'm just real curious. They're like shaved. Yes, and they do amazing. that. They do it very they carefully. With well, they wax. With electric wax. 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 What? They wax. Am I right? Women they wax every day. Off. It's a bikini wax. No way. Not yes. off their guys' nuts. Uh. Uh-uh. Not off the guys? No, you're talking about the guys or the yeah, girls? Oh, yeah. I, th- I thought you were talking well, about the girls. That's electrolysis. Well, either one. That's it's electrolysis. Huh? That's electrolysis. No, they don't do electrolysis. You couldn't do electrolysis on your scrotum unless you had an incredibly high threshold <laughs> to I'll pay. I'll do it for you. Will you? Yeah, I have, a, I have a license. All right, I'll lend you my balls over the weekend. Okay, but I'll but take I, them home with me. I need I'll them back. Them back I need them back. <laughs> That's right. You know, it's got to be really, really Keep them in the Crown Royal sack, all right? It's got to be really hot wax, I bet. Yes. First, you stun them with. The- All right. <laughs> Where the hell's this show going? It's that full moon thing, is what it is. Simmerin. Yes. Yes. Um. Well, my question's for Doctor Drew. Mm-hmm. Um. A week, about a week and a half ago, a girl, um, called you and said that she had urges to eat chalk. Right. And you said there's some kind of iron deficiency or something? Right, pica syndrome, right. Okay, well, um, sometimes when I'm, like, walking by a blackboard, I get, like, this craving for chalk. Right. I've never, like, acted on it or anything, but I just the, thought the, it was weird. Again, it's, it's typically a desire to eat dirt, clay, ashes, chalk, anything like that sound familiar to you? Uh, just the chalk. Okay, but it's a sign of iron deficiency. And so yeah, you really uh, got to see a doctor if you're having those kinds of symptoms. Yeah, usually... well, I, w- I was wondering if um, frequent nosebleeds and, like, easy bruising would be a symptom of that, too. N- that's a sign that something is not, maybe not normal hematologically. That's what we call it hemostasis, that the clotting system is disturbed. And that could be a pretty serious problem. You've got to get this checked out. 
Okay. All right. Um, I've had my nose cauterized before, but I mean that helps for like a while. But has anybody ever done a blood count on you? Um, not that I know of. You've got to get that done. It may just be that these freaking nosebleeds are actually depleting your iron stores, and that's why you're falling behind on your iron. But the easy bruising, the nose bleeding, pica syndrome, it really is a very worrisome combination of symptoms. Okay. Your other eyes feeling okay? Um, yeah. You're not having night sweats or anything like that? Um, no. No. Um, if you give blood, would they, like, be able to know? Would they send you a yes, letter or something? Yes, they would check it before they took your blood. Oh, they would? Yeah. Before you took Bef- it? Well, they would at least check your blood count before they took the blood. Okay, because I've given blood twice and no one's ever said anything to me about it. Again, though, you maybe it's just that you're falling behind on iron and you really haven't yet, your blood count hasn't actually fallen yet. Go see a doctor, have it more thoroughly evaluated. Well, women need the more iron, right? I've right. seen the commercials. Yeah, right. They need like twice as much? That's because they're giving... They're, they're losing. They're losing it. Right. Right. A lot more. Well, how do you have something cauterized? A hot, like a like a wood burning thing uh, in your it's nose? Probably silver nitrate, something like that. And it burns. It just, the, yeah. The little uh, the capillaries. Right. Is, that, is that what that is? Right. Wow. Coagulates I, them. I am getting so smart. One time when I was playing baseball in high school, huh. hot day, nose started bleeding, just coming down the shirt, right in the front of the proud husky shirt I was wearing out there in right field. Huh. Shoved a gum wrapper in there to stop from bleeding. Oh. I was first up. When we came back in, and it was just gushing. I mean, it was like 105 degrees, and it was just all, I'm wearing a white uniform. Right. All down the front. looked like a Dodgers uniform. And this is in high school and junior varsity baseball. And I'm first up, and I want a bat. And they say, don't bat. And I go, I got a bat. I want my time. At, I, I want to strike out yeah. real fast. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I get up there, boom, get two quick strikes on me. And you hit, hit a double. Third pitch, just Hit a hit a frozen rope to left center. And I'm rounding the base. There's no fence. It's the ball's just rolling. I'm rounding the bases. I come I come home. The place is going insane. There's blood all down the front of my shirt. The team's like lifting me up on the shoulders. They throw the ball back to third base, and the umpire calls me out. You missed the play. Said I missed third base. Ugh. Bastards. Ugh. And we'll be back. Hello, this is my dog. His name's Dave. Sit, sit, stay. Roll over. Roll, roll, no, Dave, no. Love line will be right back. Stay. Mike Catherwood and, of course, Dr. Drew Pinsky here from Loveline, and we got some awesome news. Now you can listen to our Loveline radio show whenever and wherever you want. That's right. Thanks to PodcastOne.com, home of the Mike and Dr. Drew podcast, you can get Loveline every night as a free podcast. No more paywall. Just go to PodcastOne.com and click on the Loveline show icon and download. People have been asking about this for years. And now it's here. Loveline, the free podcast, whenever and wherever you want on iTunes and PodcastOne.com. That is PodcastOne.com. Uh, more, more, more. Always more show to Drew. More calls to take. More people to help. More hands to hold. More more shoulders to cry on. More backs to hug. More legs to dry hump. Always more, isn't there, Drew? There's always more abuse I must tolerate, yes. Yes. 
1-800-L-O-V-E-191, 1-800-568. Oh, there goes Drew's high horse, 568-3191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Jesse? Yeah. You're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. I got a question. Yes. Um, about dating women, I've always had a hard time talking to women, communicating with women, to asking them out. Uh-huh. And I've been uh, single pretty – I've been single my whole life. I've never had a relationship, and I'm really looking towards starting a relationship with a woman. Right. And I don't know how to get the guts up to – or the balls up to ask for a girl out on a date. Um, guts and balls would, would really be the same thing, so you only have to get one of them up. Yeah. Get the balls up. Yeah. Okay. How old are you, Jesse? Uh, 20 years old. Uh-huh. Never had a girlfriend? Never had a girlfriend. Ever kissed a girl? Uh, yes, I have. Outside the family? Um, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> That's a start. And uh, a passionate kiss? Um, I was too young. You, well, I guess it was passionate no matter if I was young or not. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about mouths open and all that? Yeah. Using the tongue? Yeah. Okay. What happened to her, Jesse? Um, well, I don't know. I just, she kind of just faded off a little bit. Kind of like, uh, she don't know. She said I was, I don't know. She All right. Oh, Jesse, Jesse, else. Jesse. Yeah. I'm giving you a makeover. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What do you do? Uh, I cook. You short order cook? Yeah. Uh-huh. Hardest job in the world. I would think. You're standing there. You're getting paid five bucks an hour. How how slowly must time pass when you're just standing over a hot griddle slinging hash? <laughs> Your cuticles smell like onions. There's waitresses named Flo yelling at you. Nobody ever compliments you. They only complain. Am I right? Yeah. No one says, hey, these eggs, these are perfect. Right. All they say is, Hey, I asked for over medium, and these are over easy. Correct. It's a tough job. So you work at a diner. Right. Probably a lot of women coming in and out of there. Yeah. But your back is to them. Yeah. And you're all sweaty and greasy, and you got a bad hairnet going, right? Yeah. But right now, I'm also in school. Oh, okay. There's now, there, there's where you get them. Yeah. I yeah. sit right behind this girl, and I, you know, I'm just... All right. Uh, here's what to do. You sit behind her? Yeah. Can you get any ether? <laughs> no, here's what you got to do, Jesse. You cannot wear your neuroses. Uh, we, we won't go that strong yet. Your insecurities on your sleeve. Right. You may feel like a lamb inside, but I want you to wear the skin of the leopard. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when you walk, I don't want to see you walk like an ostrich. Right. I'm going to see you prance like an Arabian. <laughs> I don't mean Arabian like an Arab. Right. I mean Arabian horse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I want you to hold your chin up. Yeah. I want you to have the eye of the tiger. I want you to look like you just got some the night before, even if you could only dream <laughs> of getting some. Do you know what I'm saying, Jesse? Right. You cannot walk around with your shoulders tacoed down. Staring at your shoelaces. And worry about what they're going to say. Going up to women and scratching the back of your neck while you're talking and going, I don't know, maybe sometime if you're not too busy. No. I want you to proceed with confidence. Yeah. 
like a what the hell was that, Mike? Like a <laughs> wildebeest, like a donkey, like a yeah. jackass. You understand? Yeah. Now school's the place to meet them. Right. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're all over. All right. Now here's what to do, Jesse. Yeah. Don't talk too much. All right. I want you to brood. You understand? Women love it when guys brood. You know what I mean? Look like you're pissed off and perplexed and upset. <laughs> kind of cross your eyes a little and just sit there. And then every once in a while, just go, damn! And they go, what's wrong? Go, ah, I don't want to talk about it. Because the second you tell a woman you don't want to talk about it, she wants to find out what you don't want to talk right. about. Okay? Now, don't come off with that, I've never had a day before, but could we just kind of... Don't work that angle. Yeah. You're an animal. <laughs> what kind of animal. animal are you, Jesse? What's that? What kind of animal are you? I'm a Arabian horse. That's right. And how do you prance? I prance with my head up. That's right. Where are your shoulders? <laughs> They're all bold. In the... And where's your chest at? Sticking out. And where do you keep your gumption? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've endowed you with the power of ten men. Now go out and make me proud. All right, I will. <laughs> this guy don't stand a chance. <laughs> He's uh -huh. going to get screwed. He's in big trouble. But that's all you can do. All right. He'll figure it out. Yeah. Trial and error. Drew, you pick the next call. Uh, how about this? All right. Susie. Hi. How you doing? Good. I want to date with that last guy, actually. That's why I'm calling. He sounds like a real prize. <laughs> Look, don't tear him down right after I built him up, Susie. At least oh, let him he's dry. he's asking girls out. He's not listening anymore. He's prancing <laughs> around his room. Like an Arabian. All right. So, okay, I'm calling because earlier you are saying the woman who's married and can't have orgasms and all that, that women have to have the psychological attachment and the emotional attachment. That's your little theory. They don't necessarily need the attachment, but they need the state of mind. They don't have to have it, but they, they most women... Some women need it all the time, that in order to have uh, a meaningful physical relationship. See, I don't think that's as true. I think that women, just as much as men, want the whole one-night stand aspect and the whole just being there for sex. A lot of them do, but if you broke it down to percentages, it would be less females than it would be males. A lot less. And even the I women... I don't think that's true. I think overall women enjoy the sex they have in one-night stands and brief encounters more than the sex they have in relationships, unless it's like the one relationship. Well, what are you, an anthropologist, Susie? How old are you? I'm 18. 18. There's two old farts sitting here. His combined age is like 180. But I'm in my sexual prime, seeing your way past yours, so... <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Susie. <laughs> I thought that would make you happy. I thought sexual prime for a woman was like 35. It is, in fact. Oh, oopsie. So you're, you're, yeah. you're not yeah. there yet. We're both a little out of our prime. The only the only difference is, is I'm coasting down the backside of my prime, and you're still scaling the front of yours. So if I'm enjoying when I stand now, think how much I'm going to enjoy them in 12 years. Well, yeah. all right. So you're horny. What do you want? What do you want? Some kind of trophy? No, I'm just saying that I think that it's sort of a myth that women want the emotional attachment. I think they feel like they have to have it because they're afraid if they don't have an emotional attachment with sex, that then they'll be considered sluts after the act. I think you're trying to rationalize your old slutty behavior. What do you think of that, Susie? Oh, no, that's not true at all. I agree. And what do you think? From another woman's point of view. I think women like to have intimate relationships because that way they feel really comfortable with a man. A man begins to learn her body. And, you know, I think that's what women really look for. And I'm saying if you can squeeze that all into the first date, that's fine. And after I think that if women felt they could get away with having cheap sex as much as men can... Susie? You know what? I Susie? don't think so at yeah, all. Yeah, Susie, I've been on this show for 14 years. 
And I can guarantee you that the vast majority does not feel the way you do. Susie? I've been but talking it's to possible people. it's because of social conditions. Susie, God no. bless you for being horny and loose. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I don't think I'm trying to discourage you in your, in your slutty activity. There's nothing wrong with that. And there are plenty of women who share your feelings towards sexuality. But we have to deal in numbers. We cannot take a head count every time we say something. We only go with the majority. And if it's a, even if it's a 60-40 split, we still have to speak the 60. And this, you, is, more, you understand? this is more than a 60-40 yes. split. I just think that it's, it's a lot of social conditioning that makes women think that way. All right, but who started the social conditioning? Men. Damn straight. I, I disagree, but it's a hard thing to argue, so. Well, it's a nature thing, too. Absolutely. All right. It's uh, what came first, the chicken or Susie? Uh, oh, uh, okay. Bonnie? Bonnie? Yeah. Is your question really important? Well, yeah, it is. I think you're lying. We're going to put you on hold, and we're going to be back in a minute. Love line. Love line. Love line. Love line. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Mike here from Psycho Michael and Special News, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Corolla and Dr. And the phone number for the show that Mike Meir just suggested was 1 800 L O V E 191 1 800 568 3191. Fax number 310 854 4455. I'm Adam Corolla. That is Dr. Drew, and it's back to the phones we go. Bonnie. Yeah. Here you go. Okay. This is the situation, and I don't know what to do about it. I have a boyfriend in Michigan. I have a husband in West Virginia. Okay, the husband knows about the boyfriend. Where are you? I'm in Arizona. Uh huh. Where's your parole officer? What? <laughs> okay. Explain the boyfriend, this. Well, the boyfriend doesn't know about the husband. Why do you have these guys in different parts of the country? Uh, let me explain uh, about awareness and and <laughs> and cheating and things like that. It's very important that the husband not be aware of the boyfriend, and much less important that the boyfriend not be aware of the husband. Right. So you kind of got this the, one. The boyfriend. Might... Well, the husband has been like separated from me for two and a half years. Formally. And he's living with a girlfriend. Right. <laughs> What's that mean? To get her corsage on the no, legal side. Oh, okay. All right. So you know, he kind of like left me for this other woman. Okay. He doesn't really care if I've got a boyfriend or not. And, and where's she? In, in in Juneau, Alaska? No, she's in West Virginia. Oh, okay. Well, at least well, at least one couple's living in the same state. Well, the thing is, he wants to get a divorce from me, leave her, and try to work out our problems and get back together with me. I he but he has to get a divorce from you first. Yeah. Wait a minute. You guys are formally separated. We are formally separated, have been for two and a half years. He is not married, but he's seeing somebody. Right. He wants to leave her uh-huh. and <clears throat> rekindle your love. Right. But he wants to get a divorce first. Right. Before he can do that. Right. Should why? he not try to trick you in some way? I don't know what he's doing. Why, why do you need to get a divorce first? He doesn't want to reconcile. But, 
He want, he thinks marriage is bad luck. <laughs> so the only way there's a possibility of your relationship working out is if he takes that curse out of the equation. Basically, yeah. Yeah. This sounds like a real... This is Einstein. This is and he's like, it really is. He's almost 10 years older than me. Mm, imagine that. Yeah. You know, this, this guy is such a brainiac, it seems a shame that he should waste his time on relationship. I think at this point his work would be the most important part of his life. This guy's probably going to come up with a cure for cancer or something. Uh, not working is a, is a uh, construction. All right, let me... Oh, oh, construction. All right. Well, that, that speaks volumes about the guy. Now, listen. You know so, what they do at lunchtime in construction sites? <clears throat> sit on piles of drywall and talk about how much they hate ethnicities that aren't present. And, and you also they hate their old ladies. Oh, can't so maybe, maybe the this old guy, ladies. This guy maybe the head of some club or something. And you know the beauty of construction guys do? They will never call their kids by name. They just go, the kid. The old lady and the kid. <laughs> Once they get married, the wife loses her first name and the kid. I don't even know why they they name the kid because the kid is just the kid. <laughs> the kid and the old lady are all and, over and me. And maybe he had at one of these sites constructed this notion that the, the marriage itself, the, the, the piece of paper, is the problem in the relationship. Right. With help from uh, Russ, the uh, drunk sheetrocker, they put days. this whole thing together. And so a few l- J's. This guy believes that marriage is a curse. Uh-huh. All right. And uh, I'll tell you what's on his blessing chart, by the way. Uh, beer would be a blessing. Uh, long-running syndicated shows such as Married with Children. Gilligan's and, uh, Island. Gilligan's Island. That would fall under the blessing department. Right, okay. A mangy dog that gets to sleep on your nice comforter. <laughs> that would be a blessing. Curse. Wrenching on his car all evening instead of paying attention to you. That would be a blessing. What would be a curse? Picnics. Picnics curse. That would be a curse. Uh, going to movies with subtitles. That would be a curse. <laughs> going to the mall curse right going with you to like uh, uh dropping you off for any kind of like a gynecological appointment or anything involving you manicurist whatever it is curse walking through the tampon section of the, of the <laughs> double uh, curse uh, going to a restaurant where the meals are like designed like a flower or something anytime it's as pleasing to the eyes it is to the palate curse got the guy talking got to your friends curse got him. you understand bonnie yeah this guy's a curse that's him right <laughs> yeah okay yeah. So what do I do about the boyfriend? Do I tell the boyfriend I'm still married and in the process of getting a divorce? You better. Yeah. If, if you man, if you want to have a real, a true relationship, which I don't know if you're interested in with your boyfriend, given that he's three thousand miles away. Well, we want to. We're we're want to like get in a state to where we're together, and then. Well, it, it is not. Look, your relationship. You're you're as sick as your secrets. The it's only a relationship if you're able to be honest with who you are and how you feel. It is not a relationship otherwise. You're sick as your secrets. Right. I like that. You like that? I've never even heard that. I've said it 40 or 50 times since you've been on not, the show. Not while I've been oh, here. Oh, yes. Oh, I always tune out when you're talking. I know. You're as sick as your secrets. Right. Wow. You're only as good as your last what? Is that one? Last what? I don't is know. Your last there's what? A, there's a fill in a the blank there. You're only as good as your last... I got some sports. Paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mike, the yeah, engineer. Your last time at bat or something. All right, a new broom sweeps clean. Mike. Hi. Hey, you're on Loveline. Hi, Adam. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hey, Mike. Uh, you guys are outstanding, first well, of all. Getting the compliments. <laughs> I can't believe I'm still up right now, but I had to call and comment after those two beautiful women called in with their perfect man qualities. This was Danielle and Alicia, the first yes. part of the show. Okay. Yeah, way, way earlier. Um... I just wanted to comment. I don't think they uh, that when they say they want that, that uh, they don't really 
you know, they don't seem to go after that, though. That's what Adam was telling them. I feel that I have many of those qualities, but, you know, I'm not built like a tank, so they won't take a second look at a guy like me, you know? Right. And uh, I don't know, I just kind of thought that was, it's, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, stuck between a rock and a hard place. Let, let, me, let me make this. <clears throat> you, you chunky, Mike? <laughs> no, actually, I'm not. I'm very oh, oh, tremendous. Yeah, very yeah. I, ha, ha, Mike? Yes. You blessed down uh, there? Oh, definitely. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, of course. Like a black rhino? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> well, yes. I, I guess so, sure. The, the theory holds true. <laughs> These women, they don't know what they're missing. If they could just get past the retainer, the glasses, and the bad haircut, they could get to the uh, chewy candy inside. I mean, I'm really not that ugly or anything, you know. I don't mean it like that, but I mean they. I'm I'm really really skinny, so you know they don't even take a second look at you. All right, Mike. Let me let me tell you what women want. I'll explain to you. Okay, enlighten me. I'm I'm gonna enlighten you. Women want style. Women want attitude. Now, women always come when I tell this to women. They come back and they go, "Oh no, we don't want mama." Here's the deal. They want the type of style and the type of attitude that they don't perceive as attitude or style. <laughs> Meaning, when guys work up a rap, I don't trust any guy with a rap. Any guy who's going for a certain look, I don't buy it. Mm -hmm. I don't buy it. Because this guy changes. Believe me, in 1987, this guy had some crayon dance shoes and a collarless shirt. And uh, he was wearing, wearing bell bottoms and, and looking like Denny Terrio. Uh -huh. And now he's got an earring and a goatee and a tattoo, and he's pissed off at the world, and he's walking around in his clod-stomping boots and his holy jeans. And five years from now, it's going to be another look. <laughs> I don't trust these guys because it's a compensation thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like I don't feel it inside, so I'm going to dress myself all up outside, and I'm going to make up for it. I never buy it. I like the guys that look exactly how they looked in their high school school yearbook. And if you find these guys, these guys that look like death now, they're walking. I have friends this way. I run into these guys. I knew these guys in high school, nerds, geeks. I knew a guy walked around with a Reds batting helmet on, for Christ's sake, wearing a stupid velour shirt in high school. I see the guy now. He looks like freaking Beelzebub. He's got a hair hanging down to here. He's dressed in black. He uses a cane, for Christ's sake, now. He's so affected. Silver jewelry all over his hands. And I look at the guy and I go, I know you're the geek from high school, and I don't buy it. And that's what guys do because they're empty inside. So does Drew have, have control over this high horse thing, too? <laughs> I was just thinking that. I, Mikey, thank you. You and I think alike. I need a mule. <laughs> Horse moves too fast for me. No, I know. No, 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 it sounds a little too uh, Arabia, Arabesque. Mike. There you go. I mean, I do agree with you, though, Adam. Don't get me wrong. You're beautiful inside, man. <laughs> and if girls don't choose to see that, and you have to go celibate and lonely and die an old decrepit man in a one-bedroom apartment with a hot plate, well, so be it if it proves my point. Am I right, you know, Mike? I've definitely got it together and everything. It's just they don't want that, you know? They say they want it. But It'll happen. Don't. It'll happen. And you know what, though, Mike? you got to go for the ones that you don't want in, in even the playing field. Very, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. You can't expect them to go for the geekos and have you not go for the geekos, too. You know yeah, what I'm the saying? Thing is, though, I'm not complaining about it because I'm, I'm looking for that perfect person, but All I'm right. not complaining that I'm not finding them, you know, because I know it's hard to find them. All right, but here's my advice to you, Mike. 
that perfect person mm-hmm. settle for her chunky cousin. <laughs> it's just cold medicine, Drew. Yeah, I hope so. It's got me going. Because I can't take too many more days of this. <laughs> John. Yeah, hi. You're on Loveline. How are you? I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was just falling asleep waiting, waiting for you guys. Um, That's nice. Okay, I have a question. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, um, I've been out with this girl for about three, four months, and we've just been sexually active about for a month, but not really sexually active. We haven't slept together yet because she wants to use a condom and I don't. So the switch is that I brought up last weekend the idea of going down to a clinic together, maybe getting lunch, taking to her clinic, uh, getting tested, and then investing in a diaphragm. Then, then you can wait another six months and get retested, and then you can have sex. Well, I'm in no hurry, and she, neither is she, really. All right. Let's but I don't want to use a condom, really. What's and up? What's up with you? Why? What's up with the condom thing? Just a pain in the ass. Oops. Yeah, you can say that. Okay. So you'd rather go without than, than put a, a millimeter, not even a millimeter... <laughs> It's just a, a micrometer between you and the one you love. It just takes all the the spontaneity out of it, you know. I mean, if you want to do it in the car. Yeah. What is waiting six months for the lab report to come back do? Is that so, is is that some sort of uh, aphrodisiac? Not exactly. Six well, months. all right then. Takes you what a minute and a half to put on a condom. John, right. put the condom on. <laughs> I just wanted to know if there's any other kind of... Uh... There's the female condom. Female condom. Reality. <laughs> the reality is you're having sex with a with a, a garbage sock. can liner. Yeah. The reality is if you don't like a, a male condom, you're really not going to like yeah. the female condom. But you can, you can try it. I mean, you may, maybe you'll feel differently. They ought to change it from reality to slap in the face. Well, what's wrong with the diaphragm? Diaphragm doesn't protect against uh, H- uh, HIV Any and all disease. the other good ones. It, it's a reasonable barrier against contra- against pregnancy, but that's it. Mm. John, be responsible. John. Use a latex barrier. Don't sometime. be a jackass. <laughs> I'm not being a jackass. All right, well then hold off. Go ahead. Don't have sex. <laughs> Fine. Be that way. <laughs> all right. All right, John. Okay, so use one then. Use one. There's nothing else we can use. It's like you can use the female condom, all right? Okay. John, you want me to invent something real fast you can put on your penis? Okay. All right. What, what's we'll be, be back. Meanwhile, halfway across the city, in a small fish market in Chinatown. Excuse me. Can I get some fish? In the meantime, Loveline will be right back. Well, I'm not giving the phone number out, and I'm not giving the fax number out. I'm going to tell Drew to put away the Victoria's Secret catalog. He's uh, thumbing through like an eager beaver. I'm taking this home, Drew. The address would be Loveline, P.O. Box 4345, Hollywood, California, 90078. Box 4345, Hollywood, California, 90078. And the email address, L-U-V, don't say E, 
L-U-V-191 on America Online. Uh, seriously, I have a problem. I don't know if it's dyslexia or a what problem? it is. I have, uh, this is one of my many problems. Uh, I put letters where there shouldn't be. I don't see other letters. I have a focus problem. Right, right. What is that? I need to be tested. All right. I blame the educational system and my parents. That may or may not be true. Stick at ceramics, Major. Yep. I was working with Clay. They were. I, I, I think this, you you had a plan to make a giant coil pot and put what every species in it and sail the globe. I was being groomed for a life working with Clay when I was in high school. What the hell were they thinking about? Why does it surprise you that you can't read? I know because I was so busy working with Clay. When does that come in? When is that part of my life? When is the part where I get to work with Clay? I usually tell young people when I talk to them that there's nothing you learn that will not be of use to you at some point in your life. That if you just expand your mind and just learn whatever it is, you'll find use for it but later. You found one? I found somebody for whom I can't say that. With me and the you. Clay. Yeah, you and the Clay. All nothing. right. But I'm the only guy at a party who knows what weathered feldspar is. And I'm laughing my ass off. Chicks dig a knowledge of... Uh... <laughs> Forget it. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He's board-certified physician, Dick's medicine specialist. I want to thank the lovely Sherry for doing a brilliant job on the phones tonight, the lovely Ann for doing a brilliant job producing the show, the ample yet gregarious Mike for doing a fantastic job engineering the show tonight. I want to thank Brett for doing absolutely nothing. Filter tomorrow night. And we'll talk to you then. If you are still listening, you may feel the urge to touch yourself. So that's it, then. The opinions expressed on Loveline by Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, or anyone are not necessarily ours. Be happy. Be happy. Happy, happy, happy. Happy. The Lights producer is Ann Wilkins. Thank you.